we are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe, and we are going at breakneck speed with this latest episode, Morningstar. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Rachel Burke, Cosmo Mob 9 and OG Squawking D, Carol G. Now, you'll be surprised to hear that my mic is actually working this week, because <laughs> I don't know what happened. But uh, I guess I had this little guy's mic on, like on both ends, and so I had to do the best possible edit that I could with the tools that I had, and I'm sorry, but you can hear the dulcet tones of my baritone, well actually more of a tenor, but anyways, we're back, and we are going to go through this episode as quickly as possible with my new voice again. I'm happy to see you guys here, thank you for joining us, I think... Carol is going to take us through this episode mm. since Rachel's hit rate has been relatively high. I really liked it. I think it's yeah. a, a, the best episode so far this season, I would arguably say. I don't know. I love the cinematography, the pacing. I loved getting ready for the battle. I loved all the prepping. I love like the horizon. That was Mike, Michael Satrazimus, by the way. That's yeah, this yeah. episode again. No, he did a really good job. Like it looked really amazing. Yeah, I was. I kept waiting. I was like, oh, "We're not going to get to the battle until probably the l- very end, aren't we?" <laughs> you could like tell <laughs> as, like, as the episode I, went on. I was like, "Yeah, man, we're, this it's not going to start this episode." I was like, we're, <laughs> "It might start, but it'll start the last." And I think it was like the last eight minutes or something is when we like got started. It was like, "Okay, so." I mean, it was it was cool. The anticipation. I'm very excited about Stephanie. On a side note, very excited about that. So, like, because that's gonna lead us into obviously another direction. Literally, West Virginia direction. <laughs> yeah, Charleston. So, yeah, Charleston. So, Carol, since we're on this topic of Stephanie, I wanted to ask you specifically: Are you uh, feeling any like like Are you are do you trust her? Yes, I do. Okay, I wholeheartedly like. Even, wholeheartedly even all the loops we've been thrown through all the uh yeah. differences from the <laughs> yeah. yeah you still trust her i have faith i have okay. faith in stephanie so yeah, what about you i Rachel? i mean i i want to i want to trust her but i don't trust <laughs> i know i know i know it's hard to trust oh, well, after I, Don- I, I well especially after dante right right it's hard to trust anybody anymore i see and that you did ask fun. this before by the way you asked this like um i don't know was was it during the preview the the teasers when we did over the summer i think i can't remember when we heard her the first time yeah either that Probably. or yeah you weren't ready to say yes right away until now yeah i i feel i don't know i i'm leaning more towards this is a good thing eugene is finally like you know just he's stepping into his own man i'm like i'm so happy for eugene i, I would be really disappointed if this does not work out like this is just you know he's He's engaging with somebody. He has a connection with this person. I was like, oh, good for Eugene. You know, like he's not even tempted by Rosita anymore. I was like, good for you. I was like, you, that ship has sailed. You know, like that's, that's it. Good. You know, it's like, that's your BFF. Like you said, I'm like, cool. Yeah, it's your friend. That's cool. So I don't know. I hope it works out. I have faith that it will just because of the other stuff we've heard of like, I don't know, people that they meet along the way. Like we know that they're going to go in that direction. Like it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful that Eugene isn't disappointed <laughs> when, we, when they get there. But I have faith. I have faith that it'll yeah. work out. 
Isn't but, it funny? Isn't it funny where we came from and where we got to with Eugene? How the I fandom know. was was bullying him off of social oh, media one day. I wasn't. No, I, I know. Wasn't I wasn't I've either. Loved I've always loved Eugene. From the moment we podcasted, we are all Eugene. There's we, no reason to hate his ass because oh, we, we are, are Eugene, Eugene. At on a good day. Yeah. On a good day. I think yeah. I think Eugene is the smartest person in the apocalypse, and not just because he's book smart. I mean, he knows how to use his smarts to survive. And I don't mean yeah. just like building things; like he knows how to align himself with the strongest people around him. He he's smart yeah. in a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah. he's no brute strength, so he has to find a way to survive. You know, whether it's aligning himself with the right people, like just kind of like using his wits to, you know, outmaneuver the opponent. He knows he's smart. He he's a smart character and he has good intentions. So I think so. I'm, I'd rather call him resourceful. I think. Yeah, like, I would say he that he uses he uses everything at least everything he tries to everything he has he tries he to does. use. I will say that. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I, th- I thought it was really well shot. I was really kind of like waiting. I was like, oh, here, like when they were all standing, like waiting, I was like, here we go. All right, <laughs> coming. <laughs> it's happening. So it was. Like, cool. And then you're like, is it happening? Is it happening? <laughs> I mean, like when they started. It's taking a little while. <laughs> it's taking a little while. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens now, now that it's officially kicked off. I think it's interesting how what direction the show went because this in the comic. Alpha's already dead by the time that this all happened, so they've definitely kind of mixed it up a little bit, you know, like her still being like the orchestrator of all of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's it's interesting, you know? It'll be interesting to see. I'm very excited for next week's episode based on this, but I think it was a really good setup. But it didn't feel like a boring setup episode. You know how sometimes there are some episodes that are, okay, this is a setup episode, and it's just sort of like, all right, we have to watch this because it's setting up for the next one. But yeah, it it did set up for what's going to happen the next episode, but I thought it was really still engaging. Like, I was still like, wow, okay, you know, like... So basically all of Fear the Walking Dead season five, basically? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But not... But anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you could also look at it like one long episode of everybody saying their goodbyes to each other. <laughs> you could look at it that way too. Yeah. I felt like this episode, like, yeah. Yeah, everybody was just sort of like, well, I'm probably not going to make it out of this one, so. Yeah. It was kind of like a Beatles for some people. It was like a Beatles hello goodbye. Because <laughs> some Aww. people hadn't talked to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. True, true. Yes. But I was hoping the battle would kick off because... Partially because, like, there's, like, a scene, and I don't know if maybe in the end they kind of did, like, they framed a scene at the end with Daryl, like, with the angel wings, like, in front of, like, the fire or whatever, and I wasn't sure, because in the comic there's a really cool scene like that, but it's obviously not with Daryl, because Daryl's not in the comic. (laughs) Who Um, is it? It's Maggie. Mm, and so like, so part of me also was thinking, like, okay, well, we know Maggie's going to resurface within the next how many episodes left of this season. So I was like, is she gonna, uh, like, like, where does she come in? I'm like, I would lose my shit if she, like, showed up, like, defending the hills. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, where did Maggie come from? I don't know. But, like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, but she's here. That's cool. I don't know. She came through, like, Dante's tunnel. I don't know. Her twins come (laughs) right Everybody just makes their way through the tunnel. That's how she got there. I don't know. Surprise! Surprise! It's like a cat. Yeah, exactly. Like, surprise kitty. Right, exactly. (laughs) Right from the hole, too. Yeah, right in the hole. <laughs> so, I don't know. Wishful thinking. I was like, well, maybe Maggie will show up. And 
So I don't know, but she has to. But she's gonna show up, like in the next some, like how many episodes? They keep saying it's like, well, what was so that? I, <laughs> keep hitting things. Sorry, I am. Um, yeah, my cat jumped on the table. I'm sorry. You <laughs> up cats. Exactly. Maggie jumped on the table. Yeah. yeah. My surprise. Uh, my so surprise cat jumped on the table. You've made it so that I could actually keep that in the episode. <laughs> it's great. Surprise, Maggie. Um, you're not the first person to say that, too. By the way. Mm. I mentioned this before we we started, but like that very night, probably Talking Dead wasn't even over yet. And we had some of these spoilery teasers that probably either weren't meant until like Thursday or Friday that were out. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want to get into them because like, honestly, I don't support it. I don't support like that kind of drip thing. How does that happen? I mean, I mean, does somebody who is involved in the production have to leak that for other people to get a hold of? So there's actually somebody, a part of the show, doing this. That there's that to me no, is the most no, painful. No, so as you may or may not know, uh, AMC. So I'm not saying AMC, but like I think S Valhalla slash uh, Sky. I don't know who's involved in the production, production team. Company. Uh huh. So they got syndication, and I think AMC is a part of that. But they, you know. In in the markets in Europe and uh, like Turkey and all that, that's handled by Fox, Fox Europe. And so okay. I, my guess, it's probably somebody on that side. Usually the leaks okay. are coming from Turkey. So some asshole gotcha. in Turkey. Okay. That, that's like, I, I work in- at Fox. And like, so they like leak the, <laughs> the, the, the teasers that are scheduled to go out throughout the week. Okay. So right. it's like right. not I mean, least... someone on the that works for the show. No, I can't I imagine so. anybody would do that. And I don't even know if some of these scenes are even like they just look because I got a gander of one of them. And I'm not going to get into it, but it looks like that shouldn't be in a teaser. It, it's a very situational confrontation, and it's like an it could be seen as an extended te- extended teaser. But it looked as soon as I figured out, I don't know if I'm supposed to be watching this. I just kind of <laughs> shut it down. Because mm-hmm. it was two key key characters having conversation where in these like in the teasers that we just watched before we got on, like you there's no indication of this confrontation happening. Okay. So it's I'm I'm like, you know, like what's the point? What's mm-hmm. the point anymore? Like why do you need to not be surprised? It's not like as if Glenn and Abraham are gonna be dug up and killed again. You know what I mean? So Oh man. Yeah. Too Come soon. on, man. Too soon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, is it? <laughs> it's anyway. always too soon. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, so it's like kind of like Norman Rita said, I think, I think well, the episodes that we're going to see from here on in, they're going to be just cutthroat, breakneck, uh, yep. just no, zero fucks given, <laughs> like who's going to die. Um, and and I, there I, will be deaths. Yeah, it would be like AMC to not have Maggie come out until like the final frame, honestly. <laughs> the final episode, yeah. And, no, and even then, the way I feel like they're going to do it is it's going to be like, I don't know about time jump, but like, at, oh, three months later, Maggie's just like around. <laughs> Her entrance was, no, but doesn't that make oh. a little bit more sense? That, that would stop. Would suck. That would be such a okay. Out. Okay, it they would. can't. They can't do that because that's how she left. They yeah. she just <laughs> took off. But they had a time jump, and it was like, "Where's yeah. Maggie?" Maggie's not right. here. She, they can't well, do that. Like a, not like a big time jump, but like her dealing with the aftermath of like finding out all these people are dead, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because that's the one thing that I've been dreading is her seeing all this stuff that that's happened in the last how many years. Because mm-hmm. and one thing that I didn't mention in the last episode that I want to mention in this one is that I think at a certain 
point, the letters to Maggie have gone unanswered. Mm -hmm. They have been trying to update her in the manner in which they've been updating her. I don't know if there's like a mailbox somewhere. So, so maybe that triggers like concern and that she kind of like comes a looking based maybe. on like... Well, for a while, the twins were running messages back and forth, right? For a while. And um, I, I, th twins. I, yeah. I think and I think they stopped at some point, if I remember right. right. I can't remember which episode where that well, was I mentioned. I remember this I remember the scene between Jesus and Tara and they were talking about the letters and Jesus made a comment, Oh, we haven't heard from Maggie in a while. Like that mm -hmm. it was very in passing, but I do you know, mention that. But that was it. There was no explanation. They didn't say like Oh, the twins stopped cut like there wasn't anything more to it. It was just we haven't heard from her in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lo lo and behold. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah, so I, I really, I, I, really I think it's really, really important that we see how she come back, though. I yeah. really, really hope they don't jump over that. Mm. Yeah, I, they, yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah. yeah, the only the only reason why I would even say that is that it's just a lot. It's just a lot to have to deal with all at once. And I get it. I mean, I'm with you, but or I maybe just don't. She's connected to Stephanie. Maybe that's how the intro. Maybe that's the segue. Maybe there's mm. some connection there. Maybe she is there. Yeah, maybe. Well, if if Georgie is Pamela, that would make mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Right. So it's possible. Maybe that's the tie-in. Oh my God! Can you imagine that? Like all this, all this sneaking behind uh, everybody's back, talking to Stephanie, Eugene, and and it's like Maggie's been there. there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be really funny. It was like Rick just kind of popped out, like, "Hey, you're here too." <laughs> I think everybody would throw up. <laughs> throw up. They would throw up. <laughs> Right there. It's just everybody. The world threw up. The day the world threw up. Right. Everybody's just been hanging out in West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Uh, where you been? Where have you been? Close enough to D.C., though. It worked. Uh, people be dying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That Rick is just, I don't know. I don't see him coming back in the show. And I know this is very ancillary, and we haven't even really started talking about the episode yet, but, like, <laughs> when they say he's never coming back to the main series, I believe it, and it actually makes a ton, a ton of sense, because I don't know how you reconcile the Judah thing. Like, I don't know how you get them together, to be honest. I think it's too far gone. Like, I don't see a world in which Rick Grimes would, would willingly um, abandon Judith, you know? Mm. I don't see it. Right. After I agree. And I think that's part of it. If they if they do, I'm with you. I don't think he's coming back. But if they do, they've got to explain some sort of like incapacitation, memory loss, something, something. Because, yeah, the Rick Grimes we know would never stop trying to get back to family. Unless yep. they were told that they died. I don't know. Right. That's the thing. So, right. I mean, given wrong enough. information, yeah, sure. Which is why I'm like even like on the fence about why whether Michonne will even show up in the movies. I know people are gung ho about that. I just don't think people should like 100% think that that's going to happen. No, I think that they would just leave the door open up for the possibility. But I'm not convinced that that would be what's going to happen. Right. I don't know. When these when these movies come out with Andy Lincoln, he might be the only person we recognize in these movies. I think we're going to meet an entire new cast of people. I don't I don't think anybody will be on there. That we well, know. I I think Anne. I mean, Jadis Anne will be there. Gotcha. Don't you think? I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, when they land and get off the helicopter, I would imagine they would go their separate ways. She mm. brought the product, and he is the product. And I don't I don't know. I don't know what they're planning on doing with A's and B's. <laughs> I do feel as though I, I can't remember who mentioned this and in what interview because Gimple has been actually running his mouth lately. What? <laughs> Which is interesting. Um, cause I think I, somebody mentioned something about Heath, like as a kind of like, yeah, I think you, mm -hmm. you'd be reasonable yeah, to me. expect him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <me. you. laughs> I, I was You're not Gimple though. <laughs> that was yeah, I, I went there. 
<laughs> I've been saying it for like how many years now? <laughs> Carol, Carol, did you theorize that Keith was a whisperer now? No, I I did hear that from someone. That I didn't hear that's, that. That's a strong possibility. That could um, be. I mean, if those are the saying, only people you stumble across, you've got to survive yeah. somehow, right? Yep. Oh, I'm wow. just saying that Keith is, Keith is alive and kicking somewhere. He might be a whisperer. He might be <laughs> at the Commonwealth, but he's alive. Yeah. He's, what he's was that guy? Remember that guy from season one that um, Daryl murked? The the, the guy uh-huh. that Daryl murked in season eight, like in the, one of the first few episodes, like oh, he just stabs um, him in the head as, as the he's having a monologue. Yeah, Morales. Morales. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting that that Heath was kind of like a Morales on the Whispers side, and then just somebody <laughs> murks him out again? Oh, did I oh, do man. that? Like and it would be <laughs> Daryl yes. again. Yeah, that would be, it would be comical if it was Daryl again because like the <laughs> no. Morales. That Morales shot, like shock of like seeing him lasted for five minutes and then he was killed off. It was like, oh, oh, you know, he's. <laughs> I was talking be, to him. <laughs> he couldn't be a whisperer though because his glasses would never fit under someone else's face. <laughs> That's true. Animals don't need glasses. <laughs> but he wouldn't be able to get too far. No. <laughs> He'd yeah, be stumbling you, over everything. You never know how people with people, you know, like after a while, they how much they change too. Uh, yeah, maybe I mean, your eyes would. I don't know what your eyes would do without glasses for years and years. Would you just get used to everything? You just like feel things out, like this. Sure. <laughs> like, like it would be the new normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get by. Speaking of Georgie, I noticed that like the records, like that, it, it makes sense that there wouldn't be any records because Georgie has the good ones. Mm-hmm. First of all, like half of them aren't even in their cases. Um, and like, I just like, love how Eugene is. And like you guys said, like Eugene is so perceptive that he figures out how close, um, he is to Stephanie based on the satellite dropping from the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one question that I actually had that I'm very hesitant to ask because it is something somebody, at least one person, I'm not going to name drop. Cause I don't know if they want to release this idea or theory, <laughs> but has the thought ever occurred to you that perhaps Eugene is on the spectrum? No. The autism I spectrum? Hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. I never really thought about it. Just not because of the way he be- behaves and says things per se, but like how how much of like a like almost like a man baby he is in terms of his maturity level in a weird way like he's just very underdeveloped emotionally i'd have to really dig for that one i think it's yeah. just his person i think he's just a shy dweeby socially awkward dude that's what i always thought yeah i always thought that too but he he's he's always the smartest person in the room and so he doesn't know how to talk to people yeah. i don't know if he's all that smart though too well i think well, he thinks that that's what oh, he's well, thinking that, <laughs> yeah that explains a lot but no i yeah and i don't want to drive that point home i just thought maybe i'd bring that up and i could probably just skip over this but um, I had, yeah I, had, I hadn't thought of it that didn't pop in my head mm-hmm. well the one thing that does refute what i just said <laughs> Is that I do admire the fact that they show Eugene's growth in his confrontation with Rosita initially when she mm. she basically screws his pooch basically, <laughs> and he's like, "You get out of here, get get out." Before I say something, yeah, he yeah. like barrel into her too. Like he like yeah. knocked her out of the way, and she was like jostled, like yeah, dude, like it's yeah. me. Yeah, but it's well, that's like... what made me think of the other thing. Oh, <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> I think this person, Stephanie, really matters. And like, you know, 
he's always been like kissing up to Rosita, but it's like, you know, again, that ship has sailed. And it's like, he's really yeah. been protecting and nurturing this relationship, you know? And it's, I mean, it's not like hostage negotiations, but kind of like, you know, if you, <laughs> hostage, you know, you're it's almost like life or death right? for him, right? Yeah. I mean, this connection, you know, can be life or death, you know, because I mean, beyond like him liking her, it's like, you know, this is a resource and you're building a relationship of trust. And the whole idea is that like, I will talk only to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's the way this has played out. And for her all of a sudden to just kind of be like, hey, who is this? It's like, whoa, dude, like... <laughs> First of yeah. all, this isn't your radio. Like, secondly, just, you know, very presumptuous of you, Rosita. Although it isn't. Wow. It's funny that you said that because wasn't she also, when they were back in Alexandria, wasn't she also working the radio? I mean, also with Father Gabriel, but Eugene oh, and she. Oh, yeah. Well, remember, there are different radios. There's each one of the communities has a radio because that's how they were correspond. They were communicating between the communities. So I don't know where she was, but like each one seems to have like its way of communicating because when they were going through like everything before with the whispers and like judith was on one and like he was on one so it's like mm-hmm. it seems like they all have a means to kind of like communicate i don't know sure well yeah. but, but um, what i'm talking about is like season nine with father gabriel mm-hmm. and she and then late season nine with i think eugene and she and then beginning of season 10 obviously there's the fire and the satellite crashes and blah 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 and then things change because he takes all the parts and takes them does he eventually take them to Hilltop or does he bring them straight forward to Hilltop? I think he does. And so it ends up being him alone trying to figure yeah. this out. No, he, no, he was tinkering with the, with the parts uh, initially at Alexandria, I think, right? And then Rosita and him were having these conversations, I think. Because do you remember how like we were observing how uh, Eugene Sadiq uh, and Father Gabriel was absentee Father Gabriel? Yeah. Uh, and Rosita's punching bags. And so he is around Alexandria for a little while. Mm-hmm. So and and he and Rosita are he, pretty close. He leaves because she officially friend zones him. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. But Very they were right. they were yes, at the radio at the time. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So and the only reason why I bring this up is because I thought the same thing as you, Carol. Like, what the fuck is what are you doing? But then, like, when you said that, I'm like, oh shit! Wait a minute. They were working on the radio, so it kind of makes sense that she would just go, "Hey, yeah. hello." Hey. Well, and she because they're used to not hearing from anybody. Yeah. Well, and she thought it was somebody from Oceanside. That was the comment she made. Right. Because who else would it be? Right. Exactly. Who else would it be? Well, yeah. When you get months and months of nothing except Mm -hmm. from your local communities, why would you think otherwise? Right. right? And has anybody figured out what this blue evil thing is? Like why she why he calls her blue evil? Weevil. Weevil. Yeah. Which sounds really. If you say it too fast, it sounds like blue evil. Blue evil. No. Is that foreshadowing? I I hadn't looked into any meanings of that i was focused on the song he was singing (laughs) is it like an acronym the only thing that see the thing is that it really kind of like wait why is he calling her that i mean it is a beautiful version of the weevil what insect okay weren't weren't the weevils the problem they were having on fear the walking dead isn't that what came and ate all the crops yes it was weevils oh that's so funny yeah the beginning of season Mm -hmm. four yeah at the at the uh the diamond the diamond Mm -hmm. yeah Mm, that's really interesting yeah well just so everybody knows weevils are pretty pernicious and they deplete your grain stores and they're hard to get rid of like in fear of the walking dead yeah but other than it that it sounds I don't like know. something that should be little and fuzzy though a little weevil I, yeah exactly little and yet <laughs> i mean they are beautiful insects some of them but in the blue one mm-hmm. in particular they are pretty gorgeous but i just i don't know maybe it's a maybe it's a eugene thing maybe he's maybe, that's his yeah. way of calling her beautiful 
I just thought, because whenever we hear things like that, by the way, I often, I mean, we always kind of like try to tie it into like something that's a little bit bigger. And Mm -hmm. there is one thing that it could be, but we often find like things like uh, Judith and Carl's handprints that they leave behind on the porch that they take with them to, that Rick puts on the wall, right? Mm -hmm. At Alexandria. And then there's the the painting, uh, Jadis's painting, which is painting with blue paint, the cat, I think. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So you do see instances of blue. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it exactly means, but I'm curious because now, whatever. Well, maybe blue is like a sign of good and red is, well, no, red's not bad. Glenn or red. I don't know. So Gabriel's love test with Rosita. The one thing that I do want to mention with this one thing is, okay, forget it, forgetting the fact that, okay, classic uh, AMC fake out. Kind of like with Michonne and Ezekiel, remember that whole yeah. thing when we saw that scene and we all freaked out? <laughs> and it did happen, but it was like, ah, you know, in another life. But this here, this made people absolutely crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know, in your opinion, what made you more crazy? Neither. Like Michonne and, Michonne and Ezekiel or Eugene and Rosita? No, because I know what AMC does. It's like, they're just trying to bait you. So I was like, none of this is going anywhere. I was like, this is not like, you're not going to like put all, like you're not going to put it out there. It, assuming that Connie survived the cave, if she comes out and Daryl like grabs her and puts her in an embrace, they're not showing that in any of these previews. Hell no, they're guarding that like a safe, you know, like because Maggie's it's like- return. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, they'll guard it as, like, closely as that or whatever. But when they, like, kind of throw out these scenes and, like, previews and stuff like that, I'm like, this is not going anywhere. This is a dream. This is a fake out. This is, like, whatever. So I was never like, oh, my God, Rosita and Eugenia get... (laughs) What did you think, Rachel? I, I didn't think that they were going to get together by any means, but I, I was definitely driven a little more crazy by the Eugene and Rosita scene rather than the Michonne and Ezekiel. I don't, the Michonne and Ezekiel thing, I'm like, no, uh, whatever it is, it's nothing. <laughs> but the Rosita <laughs> and Eugene thing, eh. it's nothing. No. But Rosita and Eugene, like, I don't know, I had a lot of different ideas. And like, one of which was that one of them had died. And this was a dream sequence, right. of, like what might have been. So that kind of had me that kind of had me a little panicky, because I didn't think in the real world it would ever happen. I'm like, all right, if they're actually going to kiss, one of them's dead, and they're dreaming this. <laughs> so um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with how it turned out. Um, you know, Rosita sort of proved to Eugene that he did have feelings for this person and that it wasn't, it's not stupid um, to feel the way that he does having never met her. You know, they right. may even have a better connection, you know, having only talked and spent, which it sounds like it's only been a few days. Is that what Eugene oh, like said? Like a week or so, yeah. He said these mm. past few days have been incredible. Oh, yeah. or, and, I, and I thought, what? Okay. I was thinking like weeks. I was thinking weeks. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah, but guys, like, uh, well, let's well, say well, it was a week, well, right? think about it. No, but wait a second. The initial connection with Stephanie, like the hello, hello, or whatever, that was like the end of, like, that was at the, the storm, with the wind. Right. Wind. So, but nobody was there to was, pick that up, right? No, but nobody but, was there. But we don't know if, like, the connection started at that point. Like, she kind of, like, made she kind of broke through at that point like the connection with that community was able to be picked up at that time so we don't know from that point on when they started with the communication you know what radio was that picked up on because was it the kingdom 
No, oh, had, they had the kingdom had already fallen. Yeah, right. the kingdom had already yeah. fallen. Now, was it Hilltops or was it Alexandria? It had to be Hilltop, I right? Alex- I thought it was Alexandria because Hilltop's radio wasn't in operation until after the satellite crashed, right? I think Alexandria mm-hmm. was the first community with a working radio, no? No, because there, were the, there was the conversation between Judith and King Ezekiel, too, at the end of the episode. Right. Ooh. Yeah, right. so... But Which from makes, Alexandria, okay. right, to King Top, King Top, Kingdom. That works. King Top works. I, <laughs> King I, Top. I, you might as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm just not sure which side. It would make more sense that it would be um, Hilltop just because of, like, your higher up, right? You know? Frequencies. It, and you can like, reach more. Okay. There's less obstruction, right? Makes sense. This means less obstruction. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so that makes more sense to me. But I guess it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because the point that I want to pick apart, and then I'll go back to something else with uh, Eugene and Rosita, um, is it's good to remember that, Carol, what you just said, because why? Why is Stephanie reaching out as early as the storm mm-hmm. or whatever it was, or mm-hmm. the last episode, really? Mm-hmm. You know, why was she trying to reach out? That that could play into what happens or what what step what is going what's the state of their union let's mm-hmm. say yeah. over, that's, at, the, that's over from, at the Commonwealth maybe yeah right? the Commonwealth has its own issues right right well, and that's that's a really good point if Stephanie's reaching out you would assume it's like for help right but now that she's actually in in communication with Eugene she's like oh no we have to be super careful and da da da. Well, then, yeah, like you just said, why did she mm-hmm. reach out first then? Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. See, because it's, it's all these little nuggets that you, you drop and then just kind of forget after a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait, she reached out first technically when you think about it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But going We're back to... We're also assuming oh, that was her, right? I mean... I'm, I am. Is that a... I'm assuming, yeah. There's just okay. no reason not to. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason no, not you're to. you're right. You're right. Right? But, and it, and it yeah. kind of, it makes it a lot more interesting than like Maggie or like... Yeah. To me, in my opinion... Like Right. No, yeah, I mean, but, you know, like Anne or Maggie or whatever, or Alicia, or, really, mm-hmm. whatever. It's nobody from here. <laughs> Going back to Rosita and Eugene, though, I just thought what was really cool about Ros- what Rosita did was it was kind of like a little hybrid of Rosita, in, in my opinion, Father Gabriel, because she's learning about faith. And she's like, she knew she had oh. that kind of confidence that he was not going <laughs> to kiss her because he knows her, Eugene. And he's like, and she's like, I got God on my side. He, this man ain't going <laughs> to kiss me. <laughs> Testify. Yeah, I mean, I think that she was confident in his feelings for Stephanie that it was like her point was going to be proven. You know, right. like she was like, he's not going to go through with this. No. Right. But I'm going to like put it on a platter and see what happens. Yeah. And like, I- I'm just I'm just attributing that to Gabriel, in my opinion, though, that that's how I'm doing it. because well, That's what I want in life. <laughs> Well, that's my agenda. Rely, you cannot rely too much on Gabriel. Gabriel's not going to be around for much longer. So. Oh, <laughs> snap. Shots fired. Not she's gonna go, she's going canon. She's going he's canon. Not, Comic book canon. He's not going to be around You don't around touch my Gabriel. Longer. You don't I'm touch sorry. him. I am no. sorry. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Did you see numbered. last week's episode? Did you see yeah, it? <laughs> I saw it. Good for him because he's going to No, good for that. me. Yeah. <laughs> All the more reason we should expect him to. Yeah, go. Well, I, am, I am actually hot for preacher. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to come hot off right for now. Preacher. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just. This is my way of accepting. I, I, I know. Anger is one of the steps. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. I know. Listen, I. If there's any consolation, he will go down epically. In yeah. my mm. opinion, he will. I'm hoping he doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. This hey, is, they is this, it up. 
Maybe, What's that? you know, it could be switched up. I just think that like, I mean, I, so I wasn't on the last podcast, but I mean, like, even when it's like, okay, goodbye, <laughs> whatever, and they say goodbye to each other, him and Rosita, I'm like, yeah, you guys need to say goodbye because. <laughs> you you got to do better than that. It's, 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 a, it's a wrap for you. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, Seth it's, like, it's like Glenn and Maggie when he like went off. It's like, oh, we got to go find like Daryl or whatever. And it's like, she, he gets in the car and sees you, her in the rear view mirror. I'm like, and that's the last time you guys know that. Like, that's just oh. You know what's interesting about what you just said? Because uh-huh. do you remember how Sadiq, his Sadiq's last day on set or last scene was with Rosita in the bed? Yes. Okay. So what? this is the stupidest false, false um, disclaimer. This is the <laughs> falsest hope that I will ever give you. <laughs> Okay. But it feels like that wasn't Seth Gilliam's last scene. So, Father Gabriel lives. <laughs> Testify. <laughs> he lives to fight another day. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. He lives right. to fight another so, day. He would be a really now, Dave. You're gonna take it all wrong, but he would be a good person to kill off. Okay, hear me out. Yes. Yeah. No, I hear you. He he is his character is growing and he's becoming more confident more badass which is right around the time somebody <laughs> life comes and just slaps you down right he's been a prominent character for many seasons so mm. a lot of people would be really devastated by his loss I um <laughs> I, I agree carol i think they'll do it in a very epic way um to push the storyline forward too but i i think he would be a good choice to kill off i think he would have the right impact and it would drive the storyline. I don't know what episode. My my headphones it is. went out. Yeah. Headphones. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Nice. Sorry. Somewhere. I don't know when. I don't know what number episode it is, but there is an episode coming up called The Water Tower. Uh, There's also one called Look at the Flowers. I saw right. that. I saw that. Oh boy. But that but you know what that's you know what's so crazy crazy about that is that that could be like because they do this sometimes they, this, that could be a total troll <laughs> they a total troll week? move. What's next week's episode called? Walk with us. Walk with uh, us. I'll walk with us. Ew. Fire walk with me. What was that from? Fire walk when with me. When peaks that song was awesome. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> David Lynch. Thank you. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the song to Stephanie, the thing that he was trying to find. Eugene? Yeah. He sings a really sweet song. When the Wild Winds Blow by Iron Maiden. And it was written for a 1986 animation called When the Wind Blows. Now, this is my favorite part because that animation is about an elderly couple. They build a, <laughs> a, a shelter, like a bomb shelter underground mm. for the upcoming nuclear apocalypse. So it's sweet. Eugene singing this song about a couple who basically spends the apocalypse together. Isn't that crazy? Because we, until now, we've this been in a cold been war. A cold war. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Now, we're, now we're like on the eve of destruction, which kind of like you, I, I don't know, when he when he's like reciting these lyrics, like I hear like, <laughs> like the, uh, what is it? The, the war drums. Yes. And I can almost hear like the, <laughs> like the, the fife or whatever oh it is <laughs> in a way. <laughs> I hear America, actually, <laughs> in Eugene's voice. <laughs> the heartland. Uh, I hear from the little birdie <laughs> that, Carol, your recaps are coming back with yes. a vengeance. Yes. Went on a binge this weekend, so they're all going to be uploaded tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Feast or famine. All right. Yep. Feast or famine. There we go. Pretty much. Well, get, re- get, your, get your eyeballs ready. I know. Bitches. Pretty much. Exactly. It's your cliff notes for the, the second half of the season. That's what go. you should call your thing. Like your That's cliff notes to the apocalypse. Cliff notes to the apocalypse. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of that scene with Eugene and Stephanie, uh, she chimes back in. 
And mm-hmm. she says, I'm in Charleston, West Virginia, Southern Rails, about a mile south of the Kanawha River, one week. And I, my note to that is a lot can happen in a week. Apparently, sure. uh, a whole entire conversation with Stephanie can happen in a week. Dante dies. Dante comes. Dante dies. Um, <laughs> Beta massacres Alexandria. It's kind of like All at War all over again, in a way, except it's happening a lot quicker than All at War. Yeah, they've been very successful with this Whisper War because they're like keeping the pace fast. Like they're not dragging it out. They could drag it out. The comic kind of drags it out, actually. So they're like keeping it moving, you know? Yeah. So. He's, he says, let's get this over with. He's like, I've got a date. <laughs> Yes, I love that, that was so cute. That was awesome. I kind of missed it the first time. Oh God! Like in a way, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I was like, "Good for you, Eugene." I was so happy that that happened too because I, 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 the way Eugene was looking and feeling, like that almost gave him like, ugh, like. Ugh, mm-hmm. like, you know. Courage? Yeah, to like go out and fight and like, I got shit to do, man. I'm going to yeah. survive this. Yeah, <laughs> Ain't nobody got, got time for that. For. Yeah. Somebody to fight for. I got a date. I'm going to make it to that date. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Well, you know. I lost an arm and a leg. <laughs> t- but at least we're together now. I don't like keeping people. Couldn't that? Wouldn't that? I would like that. I would sincerely like Josh McDermott. I, I wonder what he's feeling about that because it's just like it's it's looking a little bit, <laughs> a little long, yeah. a little awkward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I whip my hair back and forth. Eighties rat tail. Yeah. Oh well, it's, it's even worse. <laughs> like I mean, a rat tail is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. As a kid of the 80s, who used to go to the public swimming pool. And, and those were popular. It was everywhere. They were popular in that time. Yeah. Especially with those stupid hats that hid the rad tails. So you didn't really know <laughs> until they took it off. But then it had the little Arabian like a- almost <laughs> sheath in the back. <laughs> that would flap in the wind <laughs> along with the uh-huh. rat tail. Ugh. Ugh. Ooh, sorry. Got shivers. But then again, I had a Scott Bayo haircut. So who's to judge, right? There you go. I had, oh, kids, I had hair once. <laughs> So, oh, all right. There's a concerted thing between uh, Alden and uh, Earl, Earl Sutton that yes. kind of continues because we see this. Uh, I think we see this in season. Yeah, we see this all throughout season 10. And we're kind of getting back to it again. Like we saw a little bit of it in the beginning and now we're kind of back to it again. You know, Earl's lost Tammy Rose and mm-hmm. um, Alden lost Enid. And so we, we get to see this again, but we get to see this almost like father-son relationship now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and they're just stoking each other's fires. And there's almost like a hint of xenophobia there because, oh, Alexandra's pulling this shit again with new people. <laughs> like, why do they have to come to us? Here we go again. <laughs> so, and, you know, that concern is there. And then when they find out who it is, it's kind of like, oh, fuck no. Mm-hmm. That shit's no, no. Yeah. Right. You know, but I kind of, there's something about it that gets me thinking, like, I mean, are they wrong, though, in a way, right? Are they really, really wrong? In I was hoping to see. Protecting their son. I was hoping to see a moment of, like, um, Gamma and Lydia, because they're both in the same place, mm-hmm. right? You do that see them like, fight next to each other, I think, right? Right, because yeah. the last time, obviously, like, like Gamma was thrown for a loop seeing Lydia. Like, it was like she saw a ghost. And, mm-hmm. like, that's what kind of, like, set her off to be like, 
what the hell is going on or whatever. So I don't know. I was, I thought, I was hoping we would see like more between them, you know, like maybe just Gamma trying to get intel from Lydia on like what the hell has been going on. I was really excited to see Alden stand up and kind of get in Aaron's face a little bit over Adam. Um, I mean, you, you asked, you were is it raring for that? I, well, I, I was happy. I was really happy he said what he did. You know, Aaron's like, are we really going to fight about this? And Ellen's like, you know what? We are. This is really important. And 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 it is. Everything he said, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> everything he it. said was really, <laughs> was just really, um, it was just, it was so true. And it came from like, I mean, he was angry, but like, you, you, you started this and said, we're, you know, are they wrong? Should they let Mary see Adam? And mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, the thing is, you got to answer it from both sides of the fence here. And from er- Alden and Earl, no, I think they did everything right. Are you kidding? They they saw them abandon the baby. They took them in. Why that? Why that? No, absolutely not. I mean, think about today in today's day and age, right? If you have yeah. a closed adoption, you don't see that baby again. Right. You don't. Right. That, right. You gave up those rights. I feel like this is a, this, a same situation. So yeah. I was really glad to see Alden step up and really kind of get in Aaron's face a little bit because you don't see people do that a whole lot. I mean, unless it's Daryl, but um, you know, he stood up for what was important. And I mean, was it really the time to argue? Probably not. They're getting ready for war, but he stood his ground because this was important. You know, everything they were doing is for the future of every child in that room right now, including Adam. By the way, and this is kind of like why I love doing the show because it's almost as if like these two little archetypes or ideologies are kind of like butting against each other. There's like this idea of like, you know, doing what's right. And then, you know, if you do something right, you should get rewarded for it. But well, I don't know about Mm. that because the scales aren't quite that balanced just yet. You got to work towards that relationship or try to at least. Thanks. Oh, I knew you were getting emotional too, but, um, But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that, that that's the thing about the show that I like exploring is is that like when you see these two ideas clash together, it's like, it's not even a matter of, like you said, it's not even a matter of right or wrong. It's about, it's about making you think. That's, that's what I like about this scene. It's like some people will be like in that one camp and some people will be like in that other camp. But I'm hoping that these two people can actually talk about it, you know, yeah. and people can be like, instead of yelling at each other on Twitter, right. like, no, no, Alden's like a pussy. And then... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, maybe eventually down the line. I mean, once Mary has, you know, earned her place and proven she's trustworthy, you know, may- maybe down the line. But to just show up and be like, that's my nephew. Let me see him. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Back right. the back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, we had to cobble yeah. that shit together, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I think all of us kind of want, that's the thing, the better angels in our nature, the people who are not in a post-apocalyptic wasteland want to <laughs> agree with Aaron and be like, okay, look, she's been helping us. She's earned something, you know, but then I don't think that... she's earned anything until the war's over. I, and I, I think I am more leaning on your side, and, yeah. which is why I brought this up because there is that whole big side of me that wants to agree with Aaron. You know, there's a lot of thing that, things that Aaron has brought up in this season that is just way, that's really too optimistic for my comfort zone. And yet, yeah. like, he's somehow cobbling through somehow, which is interesting <laughs> because it's, it isn't, it hasn't come without, it's, you know, it's stumbling. Like, yeah. that whole thing with Gamma probably wasn't going to turn out quite the way we thought it was until Lydia showed up mm-hmm. you know like i had my doubts so you're you're glad lydia showed up and gamma saw her the way that she did i think there was a yeah that turned that was even 
Yeah. Even though even though Carol pulled that bullshit move, you're still glad it happened. Hey man, I said <laughs> Carol's wrong. Just saying. Wait, I'm just, Carol, just... Carol's a lot like Morgan. We know she's not wrong, but she ain't right. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Yep. I didn't. I didn't think I'd bring that up again. <laughs> that for two nope, seasons. That yeah. nailed it. Yep. <laughs> that's an eclipse, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's um, that's a good way to put it. But I'm glad I brought that brought up that topic because it it, it kind of was shelved for a little while because we did see like those fucking whispers. Let's fight them, and we didn't kind of know where Alden stood, and now we're they they've kind of just bonded, fused together as a, an entity. It is kind of heartwarming, to, and, I, and now you got me started. It is kind of heartwarming to see them bond over this too. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> this was um, a hard episode. It was very hard. I mean, take the next step of Hilltop drama is the whole Yumiko Kelly, you know, Luke thing, man. At the beginning yeah. of the episode, Kelly's just like, you know, fuck you, Yumiko. And Yumiko's like, what the fuck? She's like, why do you want to come to find Connie? And, and Yumiko's like, because it like, is about to tell her, because you're fucking alive and I want to take care of you while you still are. Mm-hmm. And they're like very resentful and both. And weren't you the bitch that said we well, we gotta go or else we're gonna get caught and shit? So I don't know. There's a lot yeah. going on there. Was, Yumiko wasn't there for that, was she? Yumiko no. wasn't in the cave. No, no. Kelly was the one that yeah, said Kelly. we gotta go. Well, and it seemed to me, I don't know if you got this impression, it seemed to me that Yumiko, just based on the interaction between Kelly and Yumiko, that Yumiko was going out to retrieve bodies and bury her friends, give her friends a proper burial. Kelly wanted to go out and find them alive. Well, even then she was like, you know, she was kind of hesitating. She was saying like, I don't know if we're even going to find them alive. I don't even know if it's possible to dig them up. I don't, is now the time? And Kelly is like raring to go. She's like, we got to go, we got to (laughs) go. Yumiko's hesitation really annoys actually both Kelly and Luke in a sense and they're almost it's like what they don't know is and I'm not sure this was expressed to them is Magna and Yumiko's blowout I don't think they know or who does the only person Aaron Magna said something to Aaron down in the cave but that's right yeah I wrote that in my notes but we I never really got a chance to reveal it because it was a long episode I mean actually it wasn't that long but yes I don't think the rest of the gang knows about their blowout and how awful Magna was to her to Yumiko, even though Yumiko didn't quite say the right thing to her before they parted. But it's clear that they both kind of are regretful for what they, how they acted at the time too. So, and by the end of the episode, um, you do see Yumiko, uh, was it Yumiko that, yeah, Yumiko apologizes straight away and Kelly understands by saying, eh, assholes get shit done. That's literally what she says. I wrote, I wrote that down too. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Earl Sutton. Yeah, assholes get things done, Earl. They do. It's true, though, right? I mean, I'm actually surprised that, like, I mean, just going back to him for just a a microsecond, because there is a part of you that kind of agrees with Earl. You got to fight for your place. You know, you got to fight for this place, Mm because, you know, there's nothing like it, you know? It's like a blue dog. Like like a bulldog. And there's, like, that part of you that's kind of like, ah, I kind of respected that old generation, you know, of, of scrappers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like there's definitely a generational gap there, you know, yeah. Earl and the rest of the room. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if we want, we could jump right into that because th- this is how I captioned this section. You don't need Rick 
crimes to make decisions. Right. You, you don't need them. And like, do you remember how we were always talking about the Hilltop formula? How the first in command is usually a jag off and the second in command usually gets shit done. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, what we saw in that, in that room with Yumiko going in after, what was, who was she talking to just beforehand? Oh, to he the, right. Who were the scouts and they, they went out yep. and they, they died. But um, but she goes into this already starting meeting, and I thought that was a cool like montage. They, mm-hmm. they go right in, and the meeting the meeting's already started, and Yumiko's like, "Okay, what the, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> I'm in charge." <laughs> no, but then Daryl's like, "I'm in charge." But like all of them have this kind of equal, like almost equal voice. Even Earl, even Alden, or was he even there? I don't know. But I thought that was a that was a really cool scene to finally see how Hilltop's broken the cycle somewhat. They figured it out. You know, it's not Yumiko per se, yeah. which is to say that maybe, maybe her interaction with Magna really chilled her the fuck out too. Like she didn't feel like she had to be in charge of everything, you know, which yeah. is why I kind of jumped in that way. <laughs> While Darrow was kind of explaining the plan, he signed Oceanside, even though Kelly and Magna were not, or, or Kelly and Connie were not in the room. I thought that was a nice little nod to Yumiko specifically. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't forget that they're out there. Like, I'm still thinking about that we have another mission to get to, but this is, we got to do this first. Was Kelly there though? I think she was I, there. I don't think she was no? in the room because the second time I watched it, I was looking for her. So she was there. She was out of sight, but I didn't see her. You know, the Donnie in me. <laughs> Because that, well, that's, I mean, right. Because why else would he, no one in that room was deaf or hard of hearing. So I assumed he was, it was directed towards Yumiko as just like a, you know, don't worry. I didn't forget. I know they're still out there. Yeah. I don't think Daryl forgot either. You know, it's like there's something oh, going right. on there. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Daryl's allowed to have love. Of course <laughs> like, he is. As much of an Darryl asshole has, as we are. <laughs> Daryl has a lot of love. Where do you yes. think he's lacking? <laughs> I don't want to get into this conversation. <laughs> In the bedroom. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. And I don't want to know. Because the only person I know that he goes to bed with is dog. Dog. Daggle. Right? It's oh, daggle. Boy. Hashtag daggle. daggle. And you know, like, I try not to judge things, but still. Honestly. Kind of gross. I hope that Connie and, and Magna are still alive. And I hope that that is a very tightly held secret that her and Daryl finally let the man have something. Let him have yeah. something. Right. You know? Before he dies, right? Oh, oh we're not talking about that? We're not He's talking not about dying. He's not dying. <laughs> Daryl ain't going anywhere for a it's while. Like, isn't that the Nightmare on Elm Street playbook, though? The world yeah, would yeah. riot. Second mm-hmm. you have sex, you die? No? Yeah. yeah. British? Not what? <laughs> okay. Except it would be Connie, because we can't. Daryl, so that would be yeah, horrible, exactly. right? Horrible. Yeah, that's why they can't get together. No, Donnie, as much of a shithead as I am, I would probably take a Connie over a Daryl. It's <laughs> just an awful <laughs> person. I am, really, I think so. Yeah, I don't know why because there's something about like going out in a blaze of glory that sometimes is kind of cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I found him, like, okay, if that was it, that was it. And it would suck, but it, you know, <laughs> kind of badass. Come on. Let's talk about the times that Judith wants to help uh, Daryl and how she's gone by the end of the episode. What do you think no, she's after? The... Wait. Was that a sneak peek about... or, or was that the yeah. end of the episode? When when Ezekiel's looking for Judith, that was a sneak peek. Oh, okay. That, that was in the sneak peek. Next time okay. on. Yeah. Yeah. So she asks twice. Uh, Daryl ignores, uh, ignores her the first time. Daryl addresses her the second time. Yeah. And I think he does it because he's kind of cool and wants to, <laughs> and he sees that she's scared and trying well, yeah. to show her that there's nothing to be, there's, it's okay to be scared because I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And um, I just like I do want to take the sneak peek into account. Do you think like what do you think Judith is off doing right now? Well, um, I think they in the preview. They she she's with them with our group, right? Like they're in like a car or they're in like a little bed or something like that. Was that what Judith? they did in the in the? I didn't see I that. that they showed her. I didn't. I saw Kelly Alden and Baby Adam. I didn't see Judith. Yeah, but that would be interesting um, if she was there. Well, the first thing we have to address is the fact that Judith was in the room when Daryl and Ezekiel came up with the plan to save the children. Okay. She heard that. <laughs> we can't pretend she didn't. So in the sneak peeks, when we see Ezekiel with all the kids and he's wondering where Judith is, mm-hmm. my thought is she's off looking for Daryl. Mm, because she's, he specifically said. Said not to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, kids today. Oh, what'd, kids. You guys, what'd you guys think of the redesigned vest? It was I super appreciate cool. it. Yep. Although Kaylee Fleming said on Talking Dad that there were 10 stars on there. I have stared at this thing a hundred times and I cannot find the 10th star. I have I found nine. I even drew a picture. I know where nine of them are, but I do not know where the 10th one is. I can't find it. <laughs> I think I counted 10. It, it, one of them could be off to the side. Three, four, five, six, the seven. There's seven. There's seven at the bottom in the mm. bottom of the wings down here. And then there's one, and then there's one like midway up there. And then I put two circles with question marks because I saw what could be a star up here and down here. Yeah. I thought they were all at the end of the wings too. Or at the end of each feather. Right. No. Yeah. There was only seven at the ends. Well, I'll take her word for it. Oh, oh, I believe her. I totally believe her, but I just would like to, I wanted to find them. I wanted to be able to find them. I remember I I lost my shit when I saw the previews into getting into season 10 and actually seeing her hand it to him was was kind of rewarding. I think. I I also thought it was a white wing. I didn't realize there was blue in it. That was a Mm. surprise. Mm -hmm. Oh, again, blue. Huh. Yeah, blue, huh. blue, more blue. Huh. Um, I, guess, so- I guess blue on this show, show, by the way, means love. Like, could we maybe agree on that a little bit? <laughs> In a weird I mean, way. Every single time we've seen it. So yeah, right. Yeah. That's like, that's like real shit right there. Yeah. Hmm. So hmm. now, now that he has the wing back on, I want to see how he lost it. <laughs> we still don't know why uh. he lost it. Well, I mean, that thing is worn away too. Like, it looks like it looks like he's been dragged by a car or something. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we're just supposed point. to assume it disintegrated off. because yeah. it looks <laughs> it does look pretty ratty. I I picked up on this really quickly, but eventually Daryl spilled the beans when they're when they're on the road with the with the kids heading towards I guess towards Oceanside. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah, it was Oceanside. What the hangman? Yeah, they they see the roadblock. They see the people hanging from the rafters. And he identifies Daryl, Negan. Negan's strategy. Yeah. yeah. Which did trigger me yeah. a little bit. Like, I, I mean, I was like, Yeesh. Yeah. And then this is stuff that Negan did. And I, I figured it, was, it out before Daryl said it. And I liked that he actually said it. Like, wait, let's get to the point. Let's just, let's yep. just stop us assuming things. And, and mm-hmm. somebody actually says it. And then we can move on with everybody knowing Negan's with the alpha, basically. He said it very yes. calmly. Well, I was, I was on board 100% last episode. I'm, I'm starting to waver this episode with Negan. The scene where he suggests to Alpha that, uh, that she not kill everybody, but rather have them join her. He's, he tried that, right? Didn't he try that? It doesn't work. He knows it's not going to work. He knows it's not. He is setting her up giving her ideas that he knows are going to fail. And also, in his mind, 
keep uh, keep these residents alive. Yeah, he's a Dante. He he's basically Dante for our people. For us, he basically, yeah. yeah. He basically infiltrated on their side to basically I- kind of be a mole and get in there. And Negan gets in there the best way he knows how, romancing. So yep, there you go. How, that's what I'm he, saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. So there he is. You know. So he and he's positioned herself as basically almost like her her right hand, kind of mm-hmm. like you know. He's got the long game in mind now. Who let him out of the cell? Was it Daryl or Carol? One of these know. two. Let, one of these two let him out. It's, it's one definitely of not Daryl because he was accounted for. So we think. Still could be Carol. Oh, well, yeah. Carol's on the table. That would be interesting. After everything she... See, you know, the thing that makes me think it's not Carol is how far she's willing to go to... You know, to, to destroy the horde and all that stuff. Because is she, did, when she let him out, did they have some sort of weird interaction where he just kind of ran? And like, oh, I'm letting you out to do this, this, and that. You know, hmm. make, you know, keep your promise to Judith or something. And he said, ah, go fuck yourself. And, you know, and it's Carol's <laughs> not sure. And then she's like, oh, I made a mistake. Now I just have, now I have to kill the horde. Uh, like, so, you know what I mean? Like her actions seem like someone who... Hmm doesn't have somebody on the inside in my opinion well that's it what you just described though like her in a panic like oh shit i made a huge mistake he's out there and now she's in panic mode that right. that would explain a lot of her erratic behavior as well mm-hmm. right i just let out a loose cannon you know like an, yeah. another, yet another beta type like just yeah. somebody who had but somebody with but agency yeah a yeah. leader you know Oof. that yep. explains things more but uh the thing is, without all that information, I'm just going half cocked. This is me just going, but I could be reading too much into it. <laughs> it could be. I mean, maybe. That should be like the tagline to this show. Could be that Carol let him out. I mean, that could be her look at the flowers moment where it's like finally gets her out. She finally gets Alpha to look at the flowers and like finally. I know. You Who's going to be looking at the flowers? I, mean, I think it's going to be Alpha. It'd be way, more that... iron- I'd be way more ironic if it was Carol looking at the flowers. If the episode is called Look at the Flowers and Alpha dies and it's not Carol who kills her, then I don't know what the hell's going on. That's right, what I'm exactly. Say. Yeah. That's what that's I'm trying to say. In my my mind, it has to be. It has to be. And that'll unleash all of Beta's rage. Their leader is Dunzo. Rage Beta. Mm-hmm. Who knows though? No, I, no, I, I've, I've had. He'll have a change of heart and he'll join our team and he'll be good. Remember and sing us country songs. Yeah. He made a very funny commentary on Instagram, I think, because I think there was a picture posted of Negan and his like whisper, whisper mask or whatever, drinking a Starbucks, and he was making like, this kind of funny face. With a straw. And I think he. It said, was a hot like, Starbucks with a straw or something. And I, I think he he commented. He's like, "I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it." Like whisper, Negan looks like Karen from like from like the you know Karen from the office who like fell in the pool or something like i was like when he said that i was like you know it does kind of look like i just love that he has a sense of humor i love that he's such a beast but he has a sense of humor He's a gentle giant. <laughs> I was really happy to see Carolyn and Zeke come back together. I really liked how the whole, how she found out about, you know, the, the, the thyroid cancer and everything. And he didn't, he didn't say anything. They didn't, they didn't, nothing needed to be said. I just, mm-hmm. it was really, it was really beautiful. And, and we got to see a little bit of our old Carol back with her, you know, little humor, dumb humor. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. To see yeah <laughs> even person. though yeah even though she said I left it on a dresser she's like eh, yeah bullshitting him basically yeah but it's there yeah. it's their wait, relationship wait we're gonna die tonight <laughs> yeah that was kind of sweet yeah can I ask you guys a question though 
I mean, I'm going to ask it anyway. So that's why we're here. Um, I got this really weird feeling after that was all said and done. Like as much as I, it was nice to kind of get that little banter between them. Something to me felt a little off. There was part of me that was thinking like she, maybe she did this out of pity or or maybe she paused just enough. I don't think it was pity. I think it's that it's an awkward relationship dynamic right now. You know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know, Maybe. I don't know if I would call it pity either, but I think Ezekiel was very uh, right in asking that question. Would that have happened if, you know, if today weren't today? Right. I right. think that's a valid, very valid question. And she is a good bullshitter too. Yeah, you know, so is. of course she would pivot. Have at, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so the, the reason why I ask also is something that like Beta says to Mary in the cells, like you were dead the moment we found you, or something like that. You were dead the moment yeah. you came to us. Yeah, there's almost like that kind of thing going on with Carol though too. Like there is something to be said about like her committing to this sort of thing that tells me like. Oh, you, you, this is your life. This is what you do. This is everything your life is about right now is revenge. Mm. So I'm not sure. And I'm not a hundred percent sure she's done. Mm. And she kind of makes that clear to Lydia too. Oh yeah. Like, like, and what's interesting about that scene is you go back to Alpha Negan and he explicitly says to her, Hey, that would be kind of fun raising Alexandria and Hilltop to the ground. Right. But wouldn't it be better and more satisfying if you got them to join you somehow? That surrender, yeah. But like that parallel of like, I'm sure it would feel good. He, they use the same words. I'm mm-hmm. sure it would feel good. But something you said, by the way, Carol, which got me thinking like, we shouldn't expect Negan to play by normal people's rules <laughs> in a way. Like, because, and the, the reason why that is, is because like when you see the two Hilltop scouts hanging from the tree, there's a part of my brain that's going, why would Negan let, let that happen? Then there's another part of my my head that would say but it's negan it's negan <laughs> like he would do that just for it the was, greater for the greater good or whatever it was probably his idea <laughs> right yeah, no yeah. it looked like all yeah. his idea yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> which is why I'm, I'm glad they didn't mince words and they just went straight to the point mm-hmm. like, even though it, they drew it out just long enough for you to try to figure it out and which i did which i thought was kind of cool that they let you do that yeah. Like, like, did you get that vibe immediately when you saw that? When you saw the roadblock and the two hanging bodies? I, I saw it. Well, I the the two hanging bodies didn't make me think Negan. The the downed tree did. The tree in the road. Yeah. Oh, which is what you saw first. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Immediately, I thought, oh shit, he taught her. <laughs> I got so triggered too. <laughs> yep. I remember, like, I remember how I felt like when Simon, then Simon comes oh. up after they've been oh, going to God. all these roadblocks. That was so and, that, that right. Was so yeah. Every group they approach is bigger than the last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like waiting on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that episode still. Those those two episodes, like still to this day, it's like, oh god. Thank God you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Get through this without you. That was oh, But that's yeah, immediately thought of that. And and again, like they didn't just say it outright. They like they let it simmer, they let you see the tree, they let you look up at the bodies, and they're like Mm -hmm. and then Daryl surveying things and he turns around and says, Let's get the fuck out of here. You know who this shit is? This shit is Negan and he's with Alpha. Yeah. So I I totally felt a certain way um later when Daryl and Judith are having their little moment about being scared and everything and she refers to them as just walkers. I've killed walkers before. And Daryl's like they they weren't just walkers though like like my heart like that i felt that in my heart like when she said that i'm like oh little girl like 
Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, jaded. This is like that, what we see with kids sometimes. Like we see yeah. that there's almost a dis like an immediate disassociation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, let me ask you, like, is that go a good or a bad thing in a way? Because in a, in a sense, it's oh, kind of man. a good thing. Yeah, right? I'm, I think it, I'm going to go with mostly bad, but I mean, yes, it's good <laughs> that you can disassociate. You're very biased. <laughs> I know, right? It's good that you can disassociate and, and get shit done. But at the same time, when you do that, you're losing your humanity. Like, if you forget that these people were your friends, for like, that's, you're losing yourself. Yeah. That's not good. And Daryl makes really quick work of that, by the way, yeah. in his conversation oh, yeah. with her. Like, mm -hmm. he says, oh, then you know who you're fighting for. Okay, I'm okay with what you just said. <laughs> Yeah. Because at least, okay, you have this, but you also have this. Okay, you know who you're fighting for, you know, your mom, RJ, etc. Mm -hmm. So Aunt Carol. <laughs> isn't this show isn't this crazy how much growth like Daryl seems to have too? Yeah. It's so insane. He's evolved. He's the evolved man. Yeah. Take Daryl and Eugene. Like they they really make quick work of like their interactions, their little conflicts with like like Daryl with Judith, sort of, and Eugene with uh, Rosita too. I mean, you could have seen Eugene be like all mopey pants and whatever and like never talk like that usual trope like you know oh, i'll never speak to you again you ruined my <laughs> life rosita i wanted you to like that whole thing but no he made quicker he knows what's up he knows what's going on he knows this means something but this also means something yeah. and he even makes that clear to stephanie and like with daryl it's like it's it's almost as if he knows exactly what to say to judith like oh, oh i know how to speak to you because i know carl oh no i i know carl i know rick right <laughs> like I know who I'm talking to but I also know you because you're special you spoke to Negan in that cell you were kind to him when nobody else would be no. so I know who I'm talking to I mean you know? speaking of Daryl finding the right words that interaction between him and Ezekiel was just that was I mean that destroyed dude, me dude right that got me man like kicking uh, the fucking diaphragm <laughs> i was already crying at this point too like i cried <laughs> i was crying from the moment uh, oh my God, when did I start crying? Oh, from, yeah, from Lydia and Carol, their interaction until right before the, the war began. I oh, was just, God. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was awful. shit. The, you know what they were trying to do? They're trying to empty your, your tear sacs, your tear ducts, <gasps> yep, <laughs> you know, for worked. like the, the testosterone fueled battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As soon as blood started flying, I'm like, okay, I'm better now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. Ready. I have to say, speaking of Speaking of growth, though, it's like there was, they're showing them all getting prepared and you see Rosita like getting ready. And I was like, you know what? Good for Rosita. Rosita is like yes. still here. She's still here and she's yes. still kicking ass, punching people out in the lineup. <laughs> like she's just like really like just just not taking it from anybody. I'm like, good for you. I feel like, like she's there. always been at that level, though, don't you? But I feel like never as much as like. Now, like I feel, and I will, I'm gonna go. I'm saying this, and I'm sticking to it. I think that she's getting comic Andrea's send off. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. I can. You see mentioned that. that before too, by the way. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I have no idea it. what that is. Thank goodness, well, I don't know what that is. Her her extra badass or it could probably come from motherhood. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Why not? That's true. Yeah. That additional fuel to the fire. Yeah. So, and, and, but I and, appreciated that. I was like, good for her. Look at her. Ready to like kick ass. Often like the way some deaths go, um, they seem to do this weird thing where it means much more on the television show than it does in the comic. So yeah. this could probably mm -hmm. be one of those things, even though I have no idea what you're talking about. Thank goodness. 
So like, if you're right, though, Carol, it's, that's going to be pretty soon. Coming. Yeah. I'm telling you, these, some of these people are not long for this world. Mm-hmm. Again, though, I, I, I would put Rosita in that same category as Father Gabriel, though. Like, she's yeah, it would make character. an impact. Yes. Yep. I'll, make, but, I'll make a prediction. But still move everything forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'll, de- I'll, I'll definitely make a prediction. It's possible. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would say they would take Rosita, but they would probably still keep Father Gabriel. No, it dude, makes I'm more- sorry. You think so? I, I, hate, I hate to hurt. I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm telling you, your man's toast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why, because Alexandria is already pretty decimated. And so there's a part of me that's thinking, okay, well, how much more that can they take? Or how many more people can they take? I mean, we af- this is after We Dante. don't have nurses. Like, we're like, we're, you know, we've got a skeleton crew. Although they did mention that this character that we've only heard their name, Alex. Have we ever oh, met Alex? Alex, the doctor. I yeah. can't picture him. No, I can't picture him. we or have her. never met said Alex. Or her. Or her. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. What if it's another whisperer? <laughs> No, oh, fuck me. <laughs> We're already oh predicting the, the the character. <laughs> What's it, Jewel? Jules? Jules, yeah. Okay, yeah, enough she was out another of you. big question mark. Enough out of you, Twitter. <laughs> I don't need your shit. So we also need to remember that Christian Saratos is, is doing that Netflix series, too. So I, On, uh, I think yeah. it would be more likely that she would was die. Is it Serena? Off. Is that what it is? Than, Selena. Yeah, Selena. Selena. Selena series, yeah. yeah. Selena, yeah. yeah. So she's. Now, I mean, she could do both. We know it's possible for actors to to do both, but only wrapped already too. I think by the time they started production on Selena, right? I have no idea. No clue. (sighs) Well, I think if Rosita goes, that would be a a good send off for her. Yeah. Well, I agree. We, you know, what's very interesting about what you're saying. Well, the only reason why I thought Gabriel was still going to stick around and, and then we go back to Rosita and then she's not going to be around is that you'd think that she'd want to be there with Eugene to protect him also, maybe. But then maybe go back to Coco. I don't I don't know. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot. The to way handle. she goes out, they very well have to do with protecting. When you say protecting Eugene, do you mean like on the travels to meeting Stephanie or in what capacity? Which she would be protect? just escaping from the horde. If yeah, he, that's what know. I'm thinking too. Oh, well, just in a general protective okay, okay. yeah yeah it's, it's, it's like the tumblers are starting to align and the, you could <laughs> start to turn the key at some point but oh mm-hmm. man oh boy happy day but i i did want to go back to like ezekiel and daryl um that was very raw very honest because you're you're watching this scene on the heels of Lydia and Carol having the conversation, right? With Ezekiel in the background, <laughs> watching them. Um, <laughs> like the one thing that that they say to each other is like, "At least you're not. At least you're not lying to me. At least you're being upfront and honest with me." And yep. and then you cue the next scene, like because I mean that scene is great on its own. Like there's something about like the oh, and there's a parallel because if you remember last season at the end, the calm before no, is the calm before? Oh no, it's the storm. Lydia's almost death by Walker. And she's mm-hmm. going, you should hate me. You should want me dead, basically. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. there's this kind of like return here. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Carol's going to Lydia because what did she do? She used her as a pawn. She dragged her mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere, you know, under false pretenses and uh, and tried to use her. And, and she's like, enough. I thought you were supposed to protect me. They beat me up. You were supposed to keep me safe. The first thing she says, Carol says to her is, you should hate me. And then, and Lydia says, it's hard when you seem to hate yourself so much, which immediately brought me back to Maggie and Negan. Maggie trying to kill Negan in the cell and she mm. can't do it because he hates himself more than she wants him dead 
And then you get this other parallel, like where last year Carol is, you know, Lydia's begging Carol to kill her. You know, she can't seem to do it by Walker because they keep finding her. <laughs> um, and and it's like, and it's like complete reversal right now. I mean, even the smoking of the cigarettes, which is like kind of a Daryl move. You see her in the in the tent next to the water, which is what Daryl like self-imposed exile. You know, like mm-hmm. the roles are completely reversed. But the, all of this leads to one thing. It's literally, there is literally something about when they finally, when Carol and Daryl finally sort of talk and he's looking at Glenn's grave and she's going, um, literally like, you should hate me. Like, please don't hate me, basically. Right. He said, I could never hate you. Right. But that specific, the reason why, and she's looking at Glenn in Maggie's office and he's looking at Glenn's grave and there's something about a sim, like they're, they are kind of finally meeting and they are finally kind of realizing what happened, like what the other did. And it's, it does come back to that one thing and that's. I hate in others what I hate in myself. And it all comes back to like that, that was that season ender? No, the season opener where Daryl went buck wild and got Glenn killed. Like he had his own plan and he decided upon himself to try to do something about it. And it got Glenn killed. And what has Carol been doing this whole season? Acting Deciding up. for herself, not consulting the group and getting possibly people killed. And I do think somebody's going to die. And I think it's going to be Magna. <laughs> That's my opinion. Quick question. And Daryl have his hookup with Connie. How did just keep that really? I don't know. What was how I? It was very clear to me that Daryl was in the cemetery. But what what did you see that that led you to believe it was Glenn specifically? Is great. It just makes sense. I mean, to be honest, like it makes sense. Okay. Just because I didn't the, because assume he was at anyone's grave specifically. I I I just, I, I just noted that he was in the cemetery. I would bet a shit ton of money on it because it just makes too much sense. Carol's looking at Glenn's photo uh, painting, yeah. Anne's painting, closing the book on the Carol Daryl thing. Uh, I'm never gonna hate you. But then there's also still like he does have to walk away. He, yeah, he's mad. He he's yeah. mad. Well, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, well, everybody's mad. Doesn't mean he hates her. And it does kind of go back to like also Eugene because like there is like this growth. There is like, okay, look, I, I'm not stupid enough to say like, I may be mad at you, but I'm never going to hate you. Like Rosita, you're my friend, but right now get the fuck out of here. (laughs) So there's something to be said about like these people having these parallels and having these growths, these growth spurts and knowing what to Mm -hmm. do when there's a fucking problem. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not pissed, but right. Right. Carol, how many times have your kids pissed you off? And you're like, I love you, but you need to go in another room right now. Like I can't look at you. Change the fact that you love them. Exactly. But you need so. to go in another room right now. I just can't see you. <laughs> exactly. Oh God. I had just a couple couple of little nuggets that I really uh that I really appreciated this episode, and one of which was Kelly when she dug her okay. hand into the grounds to feel for yeah. to feel the vibration of the horde coming. That was cool. <gasps> oh, that gave me chills. It's like they're coming. Remember I've when she got it. down in the ground and stuck her hand under the ground under the dirt? Yeah, it was very like mm-hmm. old west. Like yes. Native, Amer- Native American <laughs> feels the tracks to see would, if the train's coming. She would, yeah, but she would be more susceptible to that. She would feel that. She would know how to, to feel that. I wonder and if that's real because I think, I guess, she, I guess it does make sense though, right? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm. No, no I, one else, my nobody else would have been as uh, sensitive to the vibration. Mm-hmm. Like adept. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did want to bring up the balloons only because like I actually did, like part of me was just kind of like, what? Pine tree sap? Like, what, what the, what? what I is... wanted to look into that too. I don't know enough I, I about did. 
I okay, did. thank you. Good. And you know what's you know what's really fucked up about it? It's um, highly for, flammable. I hope. Yeah, it's it's extremely flammable, and which huh. is why which is why like I it's like look this is from a Jewish perspective. Why the fuck <laughs> do people put that shit in your house? Because I've seen the videos like those things go up really fast. And the reason huh. is the pine sap. Once it gets in the middle, they explode. They explode oh. with oh, flames. Oh, like a Christmas tree. You're talking yeah. about a, a real tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, like a yeah. real Christmas pine tree. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they explode. Like, okay, <laughs> oh, it's all fun and games. It's all fun and games with the leaves at first. You know, oh, like wet leaves. Oh, that's great. Oh, this house is on fire. Awesome. But then <laughs> as soon as that... It reaches that vein You've of tree sap. You've never had a Christmas tree in your house. You can it's like, tell. It's, no, I have no, no. They don't have leaves. They have needles. No, like the little, the little nettles, like the little spruce things. I don't know what the fuck they're called. And I used to pick them when I was a kid. Whatever the fucking leaves. Anyway. <laughs> but once it reaches that vein of fucking pine sap, that shit's a wrap. That's like it's so bad that like the camera that was filming the room where all the equipment was to test the tree, like how long it would take the tree to burn up Uh the entire room like the camera like flew back like and then kind of like did this thing (laughs) like it like it rattled a bit because there was like a like a concussive blast or something yeah so and like they're telling people i like i don't know why this isn't a thing that happens every year oh you know for tree safety you know make sure the water levels are just right and because you don't want dry leaves and shit Mm -hmm. but holy shit they're right (laughs) that's all i have to say (laughs) about that like I'm That's kind of amazed. Cool. Yeah, it's highly flammable. Highly, highly flammable. So uh, you know, cool. in case you're out in the woods and you need a, you know, you need a light, you need to make start a little a fire. Yeah, take a take a zombie arm yeah. and then douse it in pine sap. It'll smell great. It'll smell there like Christmas, go. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, who's Dito? Damn it! You know, I was gonna look that up, but that is such a generic name that fits so many damn things. I said, "Fuck this." Well, and... I'm uh, Ju- uh, Judith is calling to Oceanside? Question mark. So there's a Daito at Oceanside. See, Daito is like Japanese, right? Oh, oh and now the question: Undead Walking asks it as well. Who is Daito in, in, in season ten of The Walking Dead? Judith knows. Oh, they're speculating that Daito is is Michonne. What? I. Why wouldn't you not... just call her mom? If if you want to read the article, like, okay, we made mention of it. If you want to read the article, I'll link to it in the blog or in the episode <laughs> description. Right. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I also, uh, I liked uh, Eugene's little nod to himself. As soon as the uh, the electrical line started working, that the first walker's head come off. And then mm, Eugene. You. Yeah, yep, there you go. You. He's like nodding his head like, uh, yep, or like uh, Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and did you see who... Um, uh, Ezekiel takes the sledgehammer from. I didn't. Who? William Bell. Oh, did he fall? No, no. He okay. just he had it on his back, and uh, William had another weapon. Uh, Ezekiel loses his, and then he grabs the sledgehammer from his from William's back. That is a great segue. Uh, by the way, William Bell, excellent background actor. Oh yeah. Great segue for something else that I found out because I asked him. Oh. Do you know you know who else was a background ap- actor in this episode that I hadn't seen before? No, I feel bad that I don't know. I'll skip to the end. Lance Meloji Media is in this episode. <gasps> I did see him, honey. Right? We were watching, and I said I thought Holy I saw shit, Lance. What is happening? Saw... Holy fuck! Is there a fire? <laughs> no. What the fuck? The I Christmas tree is on fire. Run, run, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching. 
watching the episode and I said, I think that was Lance. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Confirmed. Awesome. I, wanted, I wanted to I give right. him the hugest of shout outs. Remember when I said, I think that's Lance? It was. I was right. Yeah. yeah he's, le- he's less. No, I'm trying to <laughs> calm my heart. I thought shit was going down. We were either on fire or we are getting shot at. One of the two. I wasn't no. sure which one. No, no Christmas trees in here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good stuff. That's awesome. That makes me so excited. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Maloji Media on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a great dude. And I was so happy. He was so very grateful. Like, and I even asked him, "Hey, can I shout you out on the podcast?" Because awesome. you know you, you deserve it. Um, they are lucky. I said they are lucky to have you, sir. They are lucky to have you. And he was in quite a few shots too. I mean, was they he? Re- okay. Oh, yeah, one really good one. He was in, he was in at least three, and oh, um, man. Okay. you know they had they had Karen Cisse, Birdie was they really pulled I out did the see stops. Too. Yeah, uh, Anthony Michael Lopez who plays Oscar, they really brought all the black background. I I don't know if I saw Beth Merritt or any of uh, Jennifer Angel. I didn't know. I don't know if I saw <laughs> them. But yes. I saw all the others. Now I know we saw we saw Marco during the we saw. Um, uh, Gustavo Gomez during the teaser trailer, but I didn't see him at all. I, I didn't see him in the episode. Yeah, which I, maybe I, 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 I'm I'm almost leaning towards saying like I don't know if we will ever see him. I feel like maybe because I know he has this new series, by the way. Okay, I, so I mean, he he was in the credits, so they're still saying he's there. <laughs> yeah, well, he's still he probably is under contract too. You never know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. um, we did see him in the teaser though. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, sure. man. And he was in—he was in the beginning episodes too. Or like, he was like—he was like somewhere in this season I, that I saw him. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: like, I, I love that you brought those things up because those—those those are things I would have missed. But uh, look, the whole hilltop, the Battle of Hilltop, so little notes. Um, Alpha admitting to Negan, "Oh yeah, oh no, I'll, I'm going to get them to join, but as part of my horde." That—that's a pretty good reveal right before the end. I said, shame about Eugene's electrified fence. I also said, though, it's kind of cool to see Aaron getting to show his battle skills the same way we saw at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the season. Formation, and then like oh, yeah. the cool little slow mo montages of him throwing the the, the yeah. spears and and all that stuff, and like all these different roles that everybody has the the archers and all that stuff. So it was kind of cool to see him do that again. It's I mean, like they really, are, yeah, yeah, and they really are splitting up these leadership roles accordingly too. There was one thing that Negan does at the beginning of the episode that really is really odd, and I don't know what to make of it. He does this thing where, like, before he whacks Alpha's inner arm, like he's almost like you've been cut up enough. Like he's almost mm-hmm. like connecting with her in a way. So that alone, on its face, is really weird. Like just to see him care for her, because and on its face, but then like knowing alpha alpha doesn't respond to that sentiment so i don't know what vibe he's trying to put out and i don't know if i'm looking too much into it but it's just one thing that just kind of just didn't like i'm shaking the tic tac thing and i'm just like is there anything in here well with everything else that went on this episode i i don't i don't think he did care for her i think he was attempting to to do that but he's gonna find out real quick that like you said she doesn't respond to that and caring about her is not gonna that's not how he's going to win her over. Right. And then, and then in the next scene we see is when he suggests, um, you know, not just killing everybody, but in fact, you know, uh, bringing them into the whispers. I uh, noticed <clears throat> the way Samantha Morton held the switch when she was, when she hit Negan. Yeah. How she does this. That was an interesting pose to me. And I thought nobody just does that. You know, he picked it up and he just went whack, whack. 
she had this whole setup and everything. That to me felt like someone who has been on the receiving end multiple times, and receiving? not because she. Yes, and not. I was thinking she, like giving. No, well, because, this is this is a taut move. She saw somebody do that first, hmm. and I'm guessing it was because it was done to her, and now hmm. that's how she does it to other people. Pain made me. Yeah, because we've seen even Beta when she's when he's doing the switch, he doesn't do that wind up. He doesn't do that that flick move. Have like you seen Beta? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like that it was a very it was a specific move that she did with that switch and I thought that's a learned behavior she's she learned that we're done I know. I'm done I'm it like a turkey bedtime on, on Thanksgiving oh, day I'm, I'm a turkey so if you like what you heard folks give us a like subscribe leave a comment tell us how wrong we fucking are <laughs> tell us how wrong we are give us a thumbs down who gives a shit you know it's your show you know we give you the opportunity to express yourself any way you want. But if you're going to do it, do it on ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Leave an eggplant and nothing else. And five <laughs> stars while you're at it. Five stars. Or nothing. Whatever. Five stars is pretty good, though. Maybe five eggplants. Anyway. And also, if you like what we're doing and you want to hear more, you can get some pre-show. You can also get some post-show. And you can also get the entire unedited version of this podcast if you support us on ko-fi slash squawkingdead. Um, you will get to be a part of the recordings in our real-time chat. You'll get the entire unedited episode to download in both video and audio formats. Um, and obviously, you'll be able to get in on the ground level on any new features that we roll out. I want to end this thing so quickly so that we can quickly get to the next episode because that's how the rest of the season seems to be laying out. Uh, I need it in my veins. You know, I'm, I'm already missing it. I'm already missing it. I'm going to regret those words soon, of course. But, you know, I guess we'll see you next week and we're going to find out how it all turned out. If you see me all disheveled and, you know, like meth-addled and stuff like that, yeah, it's because I'm, I'm missing the show and I need to get back to it. We need to keep talking about it. I'm glad we were here for you in this hand-holding session and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.